Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Your RSP, Precious Metal Advisor, Investor Kit. There's so many ways to invest, get educated, and we'll go through a bunch of it right here, right now. Darren, week that was. What's happening? John, it was a wonderful week. Prices of gold and silver are remaining very strong. Year-to-date, silver is up 33%. Congratulations to those that took our advice, got into the market, and are now customers of Guildhall. We'd like to welcome you to Guildhall once again. And gold on the year-to-date is 24.5%, so both metals holding in very well. As Jeremy was just saying before the show started, we had an end of month in the futures markets, which is the paper market, which is a market we don't really like too much. And of course, uh, usually at the end of the month, what you see is a bit of a downside in pricing to accommodate those that have sold short, which are typically big banks, very large institutions. And this month, we did not get that. Again, another indicator to pile on the list of growing indications that we're seeing the next phase of a new bull market. So we're going to spend today's show talking a little bit about a few different topics that are very close, near and dear to Guildhall, one of which is going to be uses of silver. We're going to touch base on uh, some new usages. We're going to talk a little bit about the collapse of the U.S. economic and financial system and why it's slowly beginning to accelerate. We're going to touch base on gold buying by mainstream investors and why that is going to push people over the edge. Jeremy has a great stat to show and uh, talk about on today's Real Money Show about the percentage of global assets that are currently being uh, parked in gold and silver. And we're also going to touch base a little bit on the topic of real estate and why although we don't necessarily condone running out, rushing out, panicking, selling your house or your speculative real estate, we do condone the act of having insurance to protect Mm -hmm. yourself while you are speculating. And that insurance comes in the form of physical gold and silver. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Continue, my friend. We are sitting here doing this show on a Thursday. We're looking at the world in terms of what's happening and we're coming into the summer months. We know September and generally the fall as a whole is a weak time for the stock markets and we're getting a lot of after effects from the Brexit. We've heard much about what will happen to Britain and how they will leave the EU and what that will mean to the rest of the EU. And there is a lot of conjecture right now about exactly how countries will operate or function should they also decide to entertain the thought of leaving the European Union. So you've got weakness in the Eurozone right now. You've got a ton of growing debt concerns, sovereign debt concerns in each of the unique countries there. Britain is no... Um, no shining example when it comes to debt. They themselves are in heavily. Of course, you've got our great country in Canada, which certainly has uh, shored itself up in the medium term in terms of uh, debt, and it's definitely growing. And we're seeing an increase in credit card debt, in student debt, and various other obligations that the government has in terms of overall uh, payouts that must be paid socially. So again, we're seeing very, very uncertain times heading into the fall this year. And as an investor, it does not surprise me to see an asset like gold and silver rising during these times. At Guildhall, I want you to remember the most important aspect about what we do is that it's 
physical gold and silver. If you as an investor want to take some advice to get into this market, you're watching the markets, you're following the markets, or you just want to have a good insurance policy to protect your wealth and protect the assets you've worked so hard to own, this is the time to get into the market. And Guildhall can help you with that. If you come to Guildhall and you want to buy physical gold or silver, it couldn't be simpler than picking up the phone or logging on to our website to do that through our e-store. You have three basic choices when you want to become an investor. One is buy the product and take it home. That's the easiest. You want some gold, get a balance, get an ounce of gold, maybe a couple of ounces, 100 ounces of silver, just sample something, take it home, it's easy to do. Or if you're a regular investor and you want to add on a monthly basis, maybe you start with 10, 20, 30,000, put it into the market, take it home with you. You can do whatever you like. The second option is to store it with Guildhall Wealth Management. We have a very secure, safe storage facility that we work with, and it is a recognized facility the world over, so it carries with it full insurance of your product. And of course, that product is tangible, so you can go and visit that product and see it, make changes to it, buy and sell via telephone. And the third option is not only can you have that storage, but you could have it within a registered account. You're a listener and you have a TFSA you haven't used up all of the space or you have a cash portion of that TFSA that's sitting there doing nothing or an RSP that you'd like to convert and have some of it uh, be in gold and silver, an RESP for the children for education. These are all options at Guildhall and you can use those options to have some physical gold and silver. One eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com, Jeremy. Speaking of options, there's not a lot of options out there for investments these days that have a lot of potential that are undervalued. Most of the things that you look at are overvalued. We're looking at the stock market or real estate as we were talking about earlier and we'll talk more about. Gold and silver still represent a lot of value right now. And at Guildhall, we believe in, in the idea of sound money and rational thought and we look around and we just see complete irrational things happening all over the globe. You had an interview this week with Alan Greenspan, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve on Bloomberg, and even he was calling for a return to the gold standard and saying things have gotten out of hand. Another article comes out uh, from the Wall Street Journal saying that Deutsche Bank is in serious trouble and the Brexit is only pushing that further. Soros is saying that this Brexit is going to really push the world economy towards the 2008-like crisis, although everyone in the gold sphere says that the the next event is going to be a lot bigger than the 2008 crisis. So how do you protect yourself? What are you supposed to do? Do you just stay in the same boat do exactly what you've always done, follow your advisor's advice, and just stay the course? If you know that you see on the horizon the trouble that's coming your way, do you just say, well, we'll just stay the course. We'll just not leave. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. No, you've got to protect yourself. Gold and silver does that. They've done that for for a millennia. They've continued to be sound money forever. And the thing is, is that it's about transparency. It's about trust. And right now, you do not know how much money they're printing. You don't, you're not watching how much the debts are growing. You don't know how long it can continue. You just know one of these days a domino is going to fall. And it certainly feels like Brexit has been one of those dominoes. That what is the next event going to look like? We know that gold and silver are a great way to protect. Other people are starting to see it too. Now, it's still at the very beginning We're seeing that wall of worry. We're seeing a lot of investors who say, "Mm, I think I'm going to wait for the price to come back down to 16 before I really get involved in this market. 
And we saw that in 2009. Price of silver was was moving between $16 and $19 an ounce, and people just followed along with that that market and, and thought, I'm going to buy on the dip. I'm going to buy on the next dip. And all of a sudden, the price went to 21 And then all of a sudden, it was at 27 And we know how this market works. It's a very small market. And coming up, we're going to talk about just how small a market and just how minuscule the investment is in this market right now. I think I should chime in right now. If you look at the stock markets, we've had this pre-exit the market, some of the markets, the uh, pound came off 12%, the euro came off, stock markets came off as much as 12 in some cases as much as 20% in two, three days. The markets have recovered a little bit. But year to date, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, if they're up, they're up minuscule. Gold, as we're tr- taping the show today, is up 24% to the year to date. And silver's up 33%. You know, you have to follow the trends. Even though we believe gold and silver are underpriced, it's still gone up. Silver's gone up 33% year to date. We think there's a bigger move up. You have to go back to May 2011. Silver hit a high of $49. We're trading today as we're taping the show at 1850 So... Is there more upside than there is downside? It's common sense. You should get into the market. If you're not, if you don't own gold or silver right now, get a start. We're doing a little bit of a promotion. Uh, John, you'll tell them about uh, the RSP and TFSAs. Mm -hmm. But we give a gram of gold with every $5,000 US invested in the RSP, TFSA or LIFT, whichever uh, pension plan you're looking at. And this is you know, we partner with Questrade. They're the custodian. We do all the purchasing. The product sits in the same uh, depository that we keep our own product as uh, for our clients. We're offering as well, you know, to for our e-store customers or cash customers, if you buy a 100-ounce bar, a Royal Mint 100-ounce bar of silver, we're going to give you a one-ounce uh, Britannia coin. Not that a Britannia coin because it's from Great Britain, is no good. Mm-hmm. It's an ounce of silver. Its you know value is around about $24, $25. So you're going to get that free when you purchase 100 ounces of silver, whether you put it in the depository or you want to take it home. And it's a great start. You know, you keep the Brits, you put them aside, you give them away Christmas presents, birthday presents. At the same time, you're piling, you're, you're, you're actually stacking silver. Whether you take it home, as I said, or put it in the depository, it's the way to go to get started. $18 and $50 silver right now is really, really cheap. When the potential, we're, we're talking to people, some of the pundits that are calling for $100 silver, you know, $2,000 gold very, very shortly. You know, do you keep on following when the market keeps going down and down in the markets? Do you keep on putting your money into it? People say, well, buy on the dip, buy on the dip. You know, you may get a dividend of 4%, but if your capital is being eroded, what good is 4%? Overall, when you're paying the tax on it, you're not even keeping up with inflation. Get into gold and silver. You're going to make some money. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren. Well, listen, when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about incredible uses for silver. We're going to talk about what's happening in the American economy right now and why its collapse may, in fact, be accelerating. And later in the show, we're going to talk about Canadian real estate. What's happening in Canadian real estate that has to do with gold and silver 
and who is back to bet against Canadian real estate? The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website's guildhallwealth.com. As Paul mentioned a short time ago, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold. Some conditions apply. I want to check the website for lots more details. This is The Real Money Show. It's right here. Talk radio, AM 640. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. The Precious Metal Advisor, that is authored by Darren as well, the Investor Kit. And uh, for now, anyway, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. See the website for uh, for lots more details. Jeremy, pick it up. Where we uh, where we left off? I want to just uh, quickly talk about an article from mm-hmm. the uh, SRS Roco Report. Uh, does unbelievable work and research in the precious metal market. And, you know, one of the things we've also realized just before we talk about this report is that a lot of people really do not understand gold and silver. And, of course, we wouldn't expect anyone to invest in that market without really understanding what it's all about, how to go about buying it, Mm -hmm. what are the best ways to go about purchasing it. And that's why the Precious Metal Advisor is so important. It's, It's absolutely free. It comes once a week. It's got four or five great articles from the week to show you another side of of economic news that's going on. We put a chart of the week, which shows, you know, picture picture tells a thousand words. And it's really important to see these type of charts. One of a a chart that I always show every single potential client is looking at the price of gold compared to money creation, as well as gold to the debt. And what you see is historically gold matches the amount of money that gets printed, whether that's money for cash or money for debt. And what we notice is that in 2010, 2011, gold and silver did get a little ahead of itself. Hey, sometimes it's going to be above, sometimes it's going to be below. And after 2011, the prices came down and consolidated at much higher prices than they did the decade before. This is key. This is key to understand that gold and silver were were a little overvalued in 2011. They're extremely undervalued today, given the amount of money that's being created. And I think this is a great chart to look at. We're going to put it into the, the the Precious Metal Advisor next week. Of course, we can send it to you. Just contact us, and we'll show you what we're talking about. So, you know, charts are very important, but in with SRS Rocco report, he gives some great information, and I just want to quote a paragraph here. He says, many precious metals analysts that we've discussed here on the show, including Jim Rickards and Jim Sinclair, believe we are going to see gold price north of $10,000. They base their forecast on backing all the outstanding U.S. dollars by a certain percentage of gold. The higher the percentage of gold backing, the higher the gold price. However, $10,000 gold seems to be a base price when faith in the U.S. dollar goes down the toilet. So what we're talking about here is confidence. When, you're, when your dollar is backed by nothing and you create it out of thin air and you're creating a whole lot of it, eventually people are going to distrust what's going on. None of us are stupid. We'll follow along with the game for a while until we realize it's not working for us anymore. That's a lot about what the Brexit vote was all about. It wasn't working for them anymore. What's that going to cause for confidence of another country? They're already asking who's going to be next. So when you get major analysts looking for $10,000 gold, read their books. They say they can explain exactly what the rationality is. And in this SRS Roco report, what what he's showing is that right now, 
Gold as a percentage of global assets is half a percent. Say that again. Gold as a percentage of global assets is half a percent. Silver is one tenth of a percent. Wow. Right? Which is like the Argyle mine for pink diamonds. But in 1980, when prices did go to their natural level, when they were at their maximum purchasing power, gold was at 5%, which right now it's nine times less. So that shows you where the price can go. So what he's saying is gold can comfortably go to $12,000, and that would put silver somewhere in the range of $360. Now, if we look at the usages for silver and you look at the supply for silver, it is not a far stretch to see how a price of $360 is, is so easy in my mind as to what the potential of this market is. Now, we're not going to go there overnight. You know, we've moved up 30% some odd this past year. This is enough to indicate that the market is coming off the bottom. Time to get involved before you before you you turn around and the price of silver is significantly higher. This is an opportunity to get in early. Fi- get the information, find out what this market's all about. S- subscribe to the Precious Metal Advisor. Ask us for an investor kit. Or if you're already if you already know this is the market that you've been eyeing and you just are looking for the time to get in, the only way to, to make money in this market is to have some skin in the game. So contact us. We'll show you the best way that, that we feel will work for you. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom Let's talk a little about usages, Darren. Well, on the heels of what Jeremy was saying, it's only right that if you're going to educate yourself no more about the product you're investing in, that you delve into what it's good for. Most people that are anti-gold or anti-silver will say, well, you can't live in it. You can't eat it. I mean, you can't uh, really take it with you because it's heavy or bulky or things like that. But then the alternative of that is that there are other reasons to invest in it. You can have good storage. You don't need to have it with you all the time. Certainly, if we look at what silver is in particular, it has a grouping of extraordinary properties that have made it essentially an effective monetary metal more so than anything for a thousand plus years. Um, If you look at what it's good for, it's rare, it's durable, it's fungible, it's malleable, it's ductile, it's divisible. These are all properties of money agreed on by most ec- economists around the world. And like gold, uh, silver has been used by civilizations ranging from ancient Rome to modern day as uh, monetary means. Don't forget the silver coins we sell in the form of the uh, maple leaf produced by the Royal Canadian Mint, have a face value on them. They are still legal tender. They can be used in today's market. Now, you wouldn't do that because an ounce of silver is obviously worth more than what the face value of the coin is. But if we look at usages, in particular silver, it's the most conductive, the most reflective metal. It makes it useful for batteries, solar panels, electronics. It's also a very effective industrial catalyst for producing very important materials such as plastics and polyester. Lastly, silver is a very extremely antibacterial and non-toxic, which make it handy for a very wide variety of medicinal and technological applications. But if you look at silver as a whole, here are some things that you might not have realized silver is good for. Silver is good for treating warts and corns, something people probably didn't know very much about. I didn't know that. There you go. It's good for media storage. A fine layer of silver or gold on a DVD helps to prolong its life as a media storage device uh, because silver's resistance to pitting and tarnishing is so high. It's used in personal deodorant. There you go. Everyday usages. 
A number of cosmetic companies now use silver chloride in their products, in particular personal deodorants due to its antimicrobial properties. Yeah. And, and I, would this, Im- I would imagine that that's a lot more healthy than the aluminum that they're putting in that now yeah, because right. the causes of aluminum toxicity, what that can create is, is brutal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, long life batteries. This is one we've talked about at length on the show from time to time. Billions of silver oxide batteries now power everything from quartz watches to hearing aids, digital cameras, and increasingly so mobile phones. Although more expensive, uh, these batteries give up to 40% more runtime than their lithium ion or mercury based uh, counterparts, and they're much smaller and much lighter. So expect that this will be a growing usage base for the product of silver. That, that's the key to, the, to computers running cooler and also getting smaller. And as well for electric cars because you can put batteries in it that the silver in those te- that those new technologies going nowhere, right electric yeah. cars yeah that's not going to happen anytime right. But, soon right but hey if someone said well you know they're going to have to come up with a solar power car instead of the electric still uh, need it. well then solar power and silver is still it's still a big part of the game and the best part is silver's inelastic doesn't matter if the price goes to $300 like we were talking. It doesn't mean that, that a manufacturer stops creating computers because there's a, a very limited amount of silver in there. They just find another way to, to right. lower the cost. And it's the usage in many cases is parts per million. So cost overall really doesn't change the base of price. It's also used in engines, whether or not people realize this. Ball bearings electroplated with silver are a key component in many engines, including jet engines, uh, because silver's melting point is well over 900 uh, degrees Celsius. It means it can withstand very high temperatures. So uh, they use a layer of silver between the ball bearing and its housing, which uh, reduces friction, improves a lot of performance, and it also increases the lifetime of the engine. Those are all things so, that I think we're happy about knowing if we're flying on a plane. So wait a minute. We've got, uh, we're looking at electric power. We're thinking Tesla and their cars. You're looking at the jet engines. We're thinking Bombardier because they just uh, finally sold a bunch of planes. What were, what were the other ones? Medical usages, which we're going to need a lot more of. Mm-hmm. I know it's used a lot for water purification, which is that on your list? It is water uh, purification. Wa- I mean, water purification is going to be a huge one going forward. Um, so you know, it's it, in effect, you could invest in silver and be and be invested as a in the stock market. Well, again, these are all great points. You could uh, use them to your benefit, obviously, to get ahead in certain investments. Another one is three D printing. Uh, up to twenty million ounces of silver per year right now. Uh, are going to be used in 3D printing by end of 2017, making what they call flexible screens, LED lights, and interposer connections. And to make the smallest items, 3D printing uses ink made up of silver nanoparticles, which also uh, enables the customization of silver jewelry as well. So we'll make sure that that goes into the precious metal advisor, but I want to move forward to the real estate. Yeah, we'll get on that real estate conversation after we take a short break. The number is one silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the RSP, the Precious Metal Advisor. So many different ways to invest. The e-store, of course. Check out the website as soon as you can. We'll come back with lots more of The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And for the purpose of this segment, you can go to guildhalldiamonds.com, too, to check out the uh, collection anytime. Or sing a little if you're in the mood. We're going to talk diamonds now, guys. Darren, you are uh, you got a good voice on you, son. Keep that up. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I appreciate that, John. Yeah. And of course, when we come to the diamond segment, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our own inventory. Everybody knows that listens to the Real Money Show. 
Diamonds is a passion area for us. In particular, this is a family-run business, and nothing gets us more excited than being able to make money for people. Guildhall Colored Diamonds are one of those special and unique investment opportunities that I think every single investor should think about at some point in their investing lives. So this is something that we are extremely uh, proud of. And of course, to those that bought diamonds this month already, welcome. And and thank you for your purchase. We'd like to make sure that you're taking good care of. And of course, you know, as a diamond buyer, you did this for a reason and all the right reasons. So let's spend some time talking about some of those reasons now. You know, when we when we look at uh, the, the diamonds that uh, we have at Guildhall and that investors with Guildhall have the access to, you can see that just as an example, if you were to look at a vivid yellow IF diamond that's over one carat, we know through the research of the Fancy Colored Diamond uh, Research Foundation that a diamond like this, between one and three carats, that we'll see anywhere from 10 to 14 of those per year. And out of those 10 to 14, we know that over 50% are of the larger variety. So we know that we're seeing less than 10 of these diamonds come to market a year. That's for the entire globe that's competing for this high, high quality diamond. Now, speaking of that, today, a one carat, fancy, vivid yellow, internally flawless diamond, they're all getting appraised in the high uh, 80,000 range. We would be selling them for in the low 50s. Paul, how much could someone have bought that for in 2010? Well, 2010, we were looking at maybe $30,000, $35,000. In 2006, you could have bought the same stone for $15,000, $16,000. So it's – I try to – you know, when I talk to my clients, I try to give them examples similar to real estate. And I'm not going to slight people to say, you know, if you live in Ajax and you bought a house for $300,000 or you've got a home and you live in Forest Hill for $3 million. If something goes up 10% and it's three it's it's $300,000, it's only going to go up $30,000. You buy something for $3 million and it goes up 10%. You've made 300000 That's the same price or the profit as mm-hmm. the house that's selling, say, in Ajax. Gotcha. So it's the same with natural fancy colored diamonds. The more money you put into a rare or rare diamond of exquisite quality, that diamond is going to increase in value. So if we're looking at a diamond that sold in 2006 for $15,000 and that diamond is increasing anywhere from 20 to 30% a year, compounded you can see by the time you know 2010 2011 that stone was 35,000 taking that same $35,000 stone moving up 20 to 30% every year you can see how that stone is now hit 55 60,000 in 4 or 5 years if we look at an argyle pink that you would have bought 3 4 years ago for $100,000 that stone today is 200 $250,000 so let's go back to the yellows and we're looking at a vivid internally flawless a carat 105-110. If that stone today is selling for $55,000, $60,000, the price that we sell, we're a second-tier wholesaler. We're not a retailer. We deal directly with the cutters and polishers. We partner with them, and we bring the quality to our clients. So a stone that sells for $55,000, $60,000 easily, easily in the next five years could be worth you know, 100000 up. 
And then I get back to the Argyle pinks. Now, the Argyle mine is closing in the next few years. There will be no more pinks available. And we sell the most unbelievable quality pinks, VS quality. That's all we sell. We had a, a, a really nice comment passed uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were at the JCK show in Las Vegas, and one of the dealers spoke to another one of the dealers, and they were talking about us, and they just said, Guildhall Diamonds, they only carry internally flawless yellows and VS in pinks. They have a niche in the market, and we have great respect for them. And that was from a dealer. So, you know, what we do is bring our clients the best. We take all the hard work out of, and the guesswork out of buying a diamond. You can take two yellow diamonds you know, they look the same, uh, one carat vivid, but they may not be the same. It's all to do with the color. It's all to do with the table size. It's all to do with the dimensions. It's all to do with everything about that diamond, the cut of the diamond. Does the diamond, you know, give off colors, the fire in the diamond? Some diamonds you look at and they're dull. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I joked with my wife the other day. We are in a restaurant and a woman was wearing a pair of white earrings, you know, clear white earrings. Uh, you know, and they were dull. My wife's got a pair of, you know, studs on, and they're sparkling like crazy. You only get what you pay for, and in most cases, what's cheap is always expensive. But when you know, we bring to our clients our expertise, the knowledge that we have when we're buying a diamond, and the reputation that we have with the dealers that we do business with. They know only to bring us the finest quality, the best cut the best colors, because that's all we will accept. That's what we go out and shop for. Those are the diamonds that go up in value. If you're looking to retire, you're looking to put your kids through university, you know, whether it's in 10, 15 years down the road, what a great investment, a natural fancy colored diamond. You can get started for 15000 You can go 25000 50000 We've got a diamond on right now for 750000 It's a 0.72 pink vivid mm-hmm. VS diamond, an argyle pink. You know, it's a one-of-a-kind diamond. But that's the type of diamond for $750,000 that you can put aside, and in 10 years' time, you could be looking at over $2 million, $2.5 million. If that's the type of money you're looking to make and looking to secure for yourself, give us a call, set up an appointment. We will be happy to sit down. It's private. It's confidential. You know, nobody challenges your pocketbook. But we can show you how to make money in this market. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhalldiamonds.com. But why Guildhall, Jeremy? I mean, uh, you know, Paul's touched on it. But well, one of the one of the big things to kind of go in a little more detail about what Paul was touching on about about what we do at Guildhall is if you were to buy a lot of people will buy white diamonds online, and, and you can do that because the GIA report will tell you the quality of the white. If it's D, that's as white as it gets. Most people have a tough time deciphering, well, they could not decipher between a D color white or an E color white or an F color white. I mean, they might even have a tough time with G, which is why most jewelry stores are selling G and H uh, color white diamonds, in this case, for their lack of color. But with colored diamonds, they don't have that scale. They have a more generic scale of fancy. You move up to intense, and then you move up to vivid, and that's the strength of color. So if we're in the intense range, is this intense yellow closer to a fancy? Or is it an intense yellow that's closer to a vivid? And to buy online means 
you're buying off a GIA or a picture on the on the website, which is one of the reasons that on our website we say, you know, in, in effect, in a very nice way, don't trust the color that you see. You have to see it in person. Though we try really hard to try to match the color as possible. But the thing is, is that you can't tell whether or not that's a strong, intense color or if it's a mild, intense color. And the price can vary on that. And so in, in creating transparency for the client, right now you can even go online and you can see that we've got a couple intense yellows that are about the same size, around the same cut. One is more expensive than the other. Well, why is that? Well, it's because of the color. Right. But we're being transparent about that. To buy a natural fancy color diamond for investment purposes anywhere else, you can. I believe you cannot, you cannot trust that. You need to be able to come to an office, be able to look at the diamonds, inspect the diamonds, and also see which diamond really appeals to you. Now for us, and when I say us, I, I mean Paul and myself, we're, we're, we've been doing this long enough that we really seek out something interesting, something rare, and we can spot that rarity very strongly. You know, when it comes to our dealers as well, we we go with certain dealers that we trust, that they have the same standards for, for a diamond that we have. We know if they say, Paul, I've got something for you. We know that they know what our standards are. We've we've tried working with other dealers and they keep bringing, bringing us product and it's always not what we're really looking for and it's very frustrating. So that's one of the reasons why we trust our partners so much. But with Paul and myself, when we see something that we like, we grab it. You know, we saw an emerald cut, vivid, VS quality. You know, we went down from internally flawless to VS because an emerald cut vivid is so hard to find. So we can make that, that uh, you know, break with the rules a little bit. This vivid pink diamond, you know, a diamond that, that is going to be 750000 that decision was made in less than three seconds. Why? Because we've, we've owned a one-carat vivid blue that, you know, it's nice that we sold it and made some money, but man, do we wish we still had no kidding, it. kidding, right? And we're chasing that. We're chasing that. Find us something that is unique, that is beyond rare. And when, it's, when it comes to rarity, how do you know how rare a diamond really is? Well, we know that colored diamonds are a lot more rare than white diamonds. White diamonds are not that rare. Gem quality diamonds are a little more rare, right? But I could go on to a, a, a website, a wholesaler, and look for a one carat brilliant cut, and I'll find hundreds on hundreds of those diamonds. How rare is that? You know, every week they'll have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Especially those diamonds. Especially in the type of diamonds that you see in engagement rings. They're normally G quality, right. VS2 or SI1. There is an abundance, just an abundance. Um, the jewelers really, when they sell those diamonds, they probably make 100 or $200 profit. Where they make their money is on the setting. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you'll see advertised diamonds, you know, for $5,000 for a, a white diamond, and then they finish up charging the client $15,000 for a setting. So now it's a $20,000, you know, ring, but that's how they're working. It's, it's kind of a bait and switch. But when we, when we design a ring for a client, our prices are cost. It's, you know, basically... Wholesale, half the price of if you saw something in one of the major stores, 
the ones with the blue boxes, for example, don't want to mention their name, no free advertising. You know, they may sell a, a setting that's fifteen to 20000 You know, we do that same setting for six, $7,000. You know, we're not paying $300, $400 a square foot. You know, jewelry can be an investment, um, especially if it's bought from a really high-end jeweler. But in only in the sense, in my in my opinion, where you'll be happy if it maintains its value. You'll be happy if, if 20, 30 years from now it maintains its value. And when it comes to engagement rings, it's not something you're looking to sell anyway. It's a luxury item, so people don't necessarily care that they're paying more for it as long as down the road it, it, it holds some sort of value. Right. But when we go to rarity from going from white to color, which is already a lot more rare, and then go go as as strong clarity, best cut, uh, strongest color that you can, you now enter an area that is extremely rare. And when you go to these pink diamonds, like a VS quality, you're now into beyond rare. And when you get up to, you know, a vivid pink, like we're talking about, now we're into one of a kind. Then the only where to, the only place to go from that is, is to $3 million, $4 million diamonds that are going at auction. And superstones like the Oppenheimer blue, which should be in a museum. So by going with the highest quality, you're getting the most rare. And that is a rarity that will not just all of a sudden tomorrow be blown out of the water, that all of a sudden they're going to find a blue diamond mine. It doesn't work like that. Diamonds do not offer that kind of uh, geographical uh, type of thing where all of a sudden there's going to be a plethora of, of colored diamonds somewhere. The pink diamond mine, yeah, that's one-tenth of one percent. It's not a pink diamond mine. It just happens to have some pinks there. It's an offshoot. So we can see that the prices of the diamonds have increased dramatically. We know that someone now has to spend in the mid-20,000 range for an intense yellow that five years ago, four years ago, they were paying under 15000 That's what you have to spend now to get a fancy. So if you can, try to move up to an intense. And if you can get into a vivid in and around $50,000, we believe that in the next five years that that diamond is going to be selling to the next person for well over seventy-five. Wow. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. You want to check out the collection? Again, it's guildhalldiamonds.com. Lots more of the show. Just hang on. It's uh, The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. The Precious Metal Advisor. Lots of stuff going on, on the website, including the e-store. You can invest from the uh, the comfort of your old home, as they say. Darren, let's, uh, let's get into that uh, real estate conversation, shall we? Before we do, John, mm-hmm. I wanted to make mention of one thing. A reminder to everybody that's listening, if you're thinking of investing through a registered fund, if you have an existing RRSP or a TFSA or an RESP for the kids, an education fund, and you're looking to add gold and silver, you may be too late if you're waiting until the deadlines approach next year. We're in the middle of a phase up in the market, which it looks both likely that gold and silver will be rising to new highs. That could come within the next 12 months. And if it did, that would take gold past 1923 an ounce and it would take silver past 4930. Now, if that happens and you're slow to respond, knowing full well you intended to do it all along, shame on you as an investor. The opportunity staring you in the face, the time is now. And as it relates to your investments, You've got a registered account. You've got some shelter. You've got TFSA options there. These are great ways to invest in gold and silver. 
And some people will look at the exchange rates as a reason to not get into the market yet. Oh, I don't like the exchange rate right now. I want to wait for something better. Imagine if you were in England and you were waiting to invest in precious metals until after the Brexit Oops. vote, right? This is what happens. Look, someone's been waiting for if, – if, if an investor, potential investor, is looking for the optimal opportunity to get involved in the market, and that includes an exchange rate on the Canadian to U.S. dollar of maybe it costing $1.10 instead of $1.30, right? Look at what's happened. They missed a 30% increase in silver in the last six months. So it's not about waiting for, for – the sky to be blue and for the exchange rate to be perfect. This is about buying insurance before you can no longer buy insurance. This is about getting involved in the market before the market traps you out of it because it's moved too high. Now, in US dollars, we're still able to buy it sub $20. In Canadian dollars, we're still able to buy it below $25. Everyone on this panel knows what it what it's like when the price of silver is trading above forty dollars an ounce. That's when everybody else gets involved. It is. That's why it's always better to be whether it's one week, one month too early, you know, than one day too late. Mm-hmm. Because when you're too late, you never get into the market. You always say, "I'll wait for it to drop. I'll wait for it," and you miss the boat. You know, we've got customers right now, even with RSPs and TFSAs, they've transferred cash over and they're waiting for twelve dollars silver. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to drop down to twelve dollars. You know, we explain to people it's better off to ladder it in. You know, buy a little bit now. If it goes up great, you can buy a little bit more at a higher price. If it goes down, you can buy a little bit more at a lower price. You're not doing any damage. But you've got to get in. You've got to put your toe in the water. If you don't, you know, we can take a horse to water. We can't make it drink. We can't strangle you and beat you over the head to say, buy, 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 buy. But this is the time to buy. As we've been, you know, taping the show right now, silver's moved up 20 cents. It's gone from six, from 1840 to, to eighteen sixty. Three. I mean, this is how quick the market moves. And you're going to see jumps of 2 and $3 in the market of silver. We've seen it before. Everybody, as Jeremy says on this pan- panel, has seen $40 silver. We've seen silver go from $5.40 to $8. It's a $40, 40% move. We've seen it go from $8 to $13. Again, another 40% move. You know, we've seen it go from 18 to 25. We've seen it go from 25 to 40. You know, we will sell more silver at $50 than we sell today at $18 because that's the herd mentality. People jump in when it's too late. Last one in, first one to get hurt. Buy now while the price is right. But the problem is, is that when the market goes this time after a three, four year consolidated period, where the market is so low and people are able to buy so much more than they can because they can buy a lot more than they should be able to because it's so much it's so undervalued that we know how short the supplies are we've seen how much product has left the comics for for China and India and Russia this time when the market goes up are you going to be able to get the physical are you confident that you're going to be able to get the physical it may be a situation where you either got involved early had your opportunity, got your product, saved yourself a a chair for the musical chair uh, game, or you waited till the last minute, till that that little light turned red on, on, on your gas gauge, that it was finally time to get involved in the market, and you contact Guildhall and we say, look, unfortunately, we can book a price, but it's going to take six weeks to get your product. Nobody wants to wait six weeks for product. 
So get in before it's too late. Get in while while you can get the product. I always say everyone can arrive at the party on at their own at their own time. You know, some people like to come really early and, you know, be the first to the ref- refreshment stand. Other people like to show up fashionably be fashionably late. But when the fire alarm goes, everyone's rushing to the exits all at the same time. We want to make sure that we get in before the rush. You want the shrimp cocktail before they run out. I got you. Yeah, the That's silver the silver shrimp cocktail. That's, That's right. It. Yeah, Darren. It's delicious, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> but we wanted to make sure that in covering all of these details and making sure that you're getting educated as an investor, that you also know that we don't necessarily argue against other investments. We do believe that there is a reason diversified portfolios do in certain occasions outperform non-diversified portfolios. That's not to say that if you believe in something enough, you shouldn't go right to it and have that sole uh, investment inside of a portfolio. That's not for me to decide. But I want to bring up real estate for a second because we promised we were going to talk about something that pertains to real estate investment and how it relates to gold and silver. There is a gentleman that many of you will not be familiar with whose name is uh, Mark Cohodes. That's not Cohones. That's Cohodes. Although he has a pair. That's right. Oh, does he ever? Wall Street would uh, would have you believe that this gentleman is probably one of the largest risk takers uh, to ever set foot uh, in those halls. But the truth is, he's a 55 year old retiree of Wall Street, and he's a legend. Uh, he used to run a firm, uh, a hedge fund, a very large, one and a half billion dollar hedge fund called Copper River Partners. They bet against Lehman Brothers, and of course, it sealed his fate. Why do I bring this man up now, and what does it have to do with real estate? Well, there is a blog, a very popular blog, called Better Dwelling that pertains to real estate. If you're an agent out there, you're a person who speculates in the real estate market, uh, this is a a blog you should be reading. It talks a lot about real estate all over the world, but uh, certainly pertains to Toronto real estate and Canada real estate, Canadian real estate as a whole. This gentleman has come out of retirement, and of course, Better Dwelling found out about this, and they want to interview him. And what is the first question they ask, Mark? They ask him, so what's up with the prices of homes in Canada? Mm -hmm. Very generalized question, pretty uh, big open-ended question. And his response, and I quote, supply and demand doesn't make sense. Income levels are up in the GTA, but they're not up as high as housing. He might have a point, says the blog. Housing prices in the GTA over the past 30 years on average are up 188% and income on average in the GTA in that same amount of 30 years has risen just about 1%, which is a horrible thing. So why are buyers scrambling to purchase homes they can't afford? Well, Mark says, the country is using housing as an economic barometer and generator, and it's going to be an economic killer. Housing is shelter, and right now it's being used for speculative purposes. The blog goes on to say, with the average Toronto home appreciating about $550 per day, buyers have been piling in faster than people can sell their homes, and Cohotas thinks that this is not an organic situation and it's dangerous. He's saying, don't buy the supply-demand noise. There's plenty of places to build and live in Canada. And he's saying that this was the same story that they saw in the U.S. in places like Phoenix, Las Vegas, Southern California, Florida, where housing prices blew up. He also then goes on with the blog to talk about foreign money laundering. And he says, essentially, you have a story that people laugh at. A college-age girl buys $31 million place to live in, and she didn't earn that money herself. She said it was her father's, and when they asked what her father does, she said she doesn't know. 
the moral of the story she's talking about or the person that he's talking about in the moral of the story, it's they believe Tianyu Zhu. She was a student at UBC and she purchased a $31.1 million mansion in Vancouver's Point Grey. And as a student, uh, Zhao was able to obtain basically a $9 million mortgage from CIBC as a student. And it says that on her LinkedIn profile, it says that she works at the cafeteria at UBC. So there is a whole other world out there. And what does it mean? It means that there are B lenders, C lenders, D lenders, private lenders that are going beyond and above what the banks are doing. So if you're a bank borrower and that's how you financed your mortgage, great for you. Well done. Stick to the goal, which is to pay down your debt. Mm -hmm. If you're not and you're speculating in this market and you've got second, third, fourth, maybe more mortgages, you're with private lenders, have a little bit of insurance policy. And that insurance policy comes in the form of physical gold and silver. Believe me, there's a whole world out there that you don't know about. And having some of these assets in your portfolio to protect yourself is a key ingredient to getting through the other side of this if it should, in fact, fall off. Look at what Ben Bernanke said months before 2008 collapse. He said, nothing's wrong with the, with the, the real estate market. You do not know you're in a bubble until it bursts. What we're talking about here is not about a primary residence. We're talking about other speculations. And do you have insurance against those speculations? To be truly diversified in a market means to have assets that are not correlated with one another. To own gold and silver means you are not in stocks. You are not in currencies. To own silver against against real estate means you know that you have something that's clearly undervalued. We hope that we've demonstrated a little bit of that today. Feel free to join up to the sign up to the to the uh, Precious Metal Advisor. It's a free subscription, and it's a great way to learn more about why we feel precious metals are such a great thing to have in your portfolio and what type of potential they have for the future. Mm-hmm. No better time to get on it than now. That number once again is one eight seven seven eight Silver Guildhallwealth.com is the website. As Jeremy mentioned, uh, the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, and the e store in the top right corner will get you invested. Uh, right away from the comfort of your own home or give them a call anytime you need. This has been The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM 640.